This week, I put a video on Instagram about when me and my wife were dating. I'd go visit her at her parents' house and then I'd drive home, but before I went inside, I'd stand in the driveway and I'd look at the stars for a few minutes. You know, it was fun. Anyway, I put that video up and later on I thought about it and it actually reminded me of a story in the Bible. It's a story of a man named Abraham who's asked by God to number the stars in the sky, if you can. And God tells him that so shall his descendants be. You know, I've always imagined this story with Abraham outside at night, the clear, picturesque Middle Eastern sky with the stars just beaming at him. There's no other lights around, no cities around. But I recently discovered something a bit odd about this story, and it's this. When God asked Abraham to look up at the stars, it wasn't nighttime. It was actually the middle of the day. So it probably sounded something like this. Yeah, that's better. Now, why would God be asking him to do something like this? Well, it's got something to do with... Nah, actually... I'm going to make you wait. Welcome to the Word Podcast, people. It's Sam, and guess what? It is episode five, which is the third and final part of our series, What is the Gospel? Now, you know how it is. I'm not going a step further until we pray. I want to invite you to join me. We're doing that right now. Abba Father, thank you that you're here with us. Father, we come to you with joy, with thanksgiving, lifting up your name. Father, I just pray for the truth, your truth, Father. I pray that your Holy Spirit brings your truth. Father, I just pray that you show us how much you love us. I believe that you do that through your Son. I just pray for each person under the sound of my voice, that you show them how much you love them and show them that Christ is enough. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Guys, who's been here for every part of this series? Hope you have been. (laughs) If you've missed it, you can go back and have a listen. Have a listen to part one, have a listen to part two. Okay, in part one, we explored grace, revealing Jesus Christ as the manifestation of God's grace. Yeah. In part two, we unpack the kingdom, being one of, if not the most frequently preached messages in Jesus's ministry. It's probably the main message of the Bible as well. It's a story of a king bringing his gracious kingdom to the earth. Now we know the gospel. It's the good news of the kingdom. Okay, but knowing it, it's not enough. It's not enough just to know the gospel. Okay, that's the gospel, Sam. Great. Now, what do you do with it? That's the important thing. We must do something with that gospel. Okay, that's what we're looking at today. Now, I have a bit of a disclaimer here, and it's because the things that we're talking about in this episode, they're very rich. There's a lot of information. They're big questions. They're hotly debated questions. And I think we have the tendency as Christians or even just as people to want to have an answer all the time for everything because we feel safe in having answers. 
but I don't want you to think so rigidly about the ideas that we're going to be talking about and about the Bible in general. Okay, I don't want you to adopt this rigid cookie-cutter theology. The Word is living. It's breathing. Okay? It refuses to be, to be bound. Okay? We must accept the fact that God's ways are so deep and rich and that on this side of heaven, there's just going to be this mystery to Him. Okay? And His ways, it takes humility, wisdom, perspective to understand or at least try and understand. Okay? It's a, it's a humility and a perspective that doesn't try and limit God to one's own theology and, and ideas, okay? It, once we do that, if we were to limit God, God ceases to be God. God cannot be limited. He cannot be bound, not by no one, no thing, or anyone's understanding. When we say we completely understand God, we've missed it. Those who claim to understand, those who claim to see, are blind. And it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately, especially while getting this podcast organized. That's why I'm spending a few minutes talking about it. It's because the things that we're talking about, a lot of people have answers to, okay? And in our effort to to want to understand God, we, we feel that we try and put him in a box, that box called our understanding, and we can't do that. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't try to understand God, I'm not saying that we shouldn't learn about him. I'm not saying that he's unknowable, nor am I saying that there's no exact truth of who he is. Listen, he is the truth. So knowing him is more important, okay? When you know him, you know you're on the side of truth. Amen. That's good. I love it. So I'm not saying that we should be ignorant of God, not at all. What I'm saying is that no individual has all the answers. No one. No one has it completely figured out. No one has God completely figured out. Only God completely understands God, okay? I promise you of that. But nonetheless, we still try and formularize him. God cannot be formularized. We are attempting to describe a God who we love and serve, yet we have not seen, okay? And what we do see, we see it through a mirror dimly and in part, okay? Does that make sense? I just wanted to start with that disclaimer because... What happens is we say we have all the answers and then we throw rocks at the people who disagree with us. And that's not what we're doing. And, you know, great is the mystery of godliness. So this podcast is is not your answer book. You're meant to use the ideas and questions that get brought up to go to God yourself. Yeah, this podcast is not your whole diet. Okay, it's not your whole spiritual diet. It's meant to just whet your appetite so you can go and meet God yourself. I just wanted to start with that, okay? Now, let's get straight into it, shall we? At the end of last episode, I asked you, I said, how do we enter the kingdom? And this is exactly what we're talking about this episode. How do we enter the kingdom? Yeah, now you know why I gave you the disclaimer, okay? (laughs) Because it's a big question. And don't forget the introduction. I'm going to come back to that. But first, how do we enter the kingdom? Okay, so I'm going to turn it over to you. How do we enter the kingdom? How do we enter the kingdom? I propose to you a few things. The first is this. We must be born again. John chapter 3, verse 3 to 8. Jesus is speaking with Nicodemus, a teacher in the law. Okay, And Jesus says, no one can see the kingdom unless they're born again. Forget about entering it. You can't even see it unless you're born again. He says, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they're born of spirit and water. 
flesh gives birth to flesh and spirit gives birth to spirit. Okay, so we must be born again. Not in a fleshly sense. We all know we can't go back into our mother's womb. That's exactly what Nicodemus was questioning Jesus on. But it must be a spiritual rebirth. What does that mean? Well, it's about becoming a new creation. Yeah, being born of water and of the spirit. If you go to Ezekiel 36, you see the connection. Okay, I will sprinkle clean water on you, it says, and you'll be clean. I will cleanse you from your impurities. I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. Okay, I'll remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I'll put my spirit, God puts his own spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and to keep my laws. And be careful to keep my laws, actually. That's powerful. Okay, so it means being a new creation. And this rebirth is from God. It's not from you or from me or from anybody else. You can't will it for yourself. You don't wake up and say, I'm going to be born again today. You can't. Even if you were to say that, you can't do it. It's God. He says, I'm going to create a new person in this body. I'm going to use this body that's already here and I'm going to create a new person. It says it in John chapter 1 verse 13, that those who receive him are born not of natural descent nor of human decision nor of a husband's will, but born of God. It is God's idea that we become born again, not our idea. It is God's plan that we become born again, not our plan. And it is God's plan that we have our origins, our new birth in Him, not in ourselves. I'm getting excited. I could talk about the new birth all night now, but I won't. I've got to move on. Now, you might say, how does this happen? How is it even possible for someone to become a brand new person, to be born again in spirit, that is? Well, it's because of the work of Jesus Christ, because of His death and resurrection, Yeah, 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3, it says, In his great mercy, Jesus' great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So it's because of him, because of his death. Death has to come before the resurrection, okay? But because of his death and his resurrection. His death and his resurrection. So it's not of our work, our will. It's of his work and his will. His work on the cross, what did he say? It is finished. It's because of his finished work that we are born again. So that's the first thing. We must be born again to enter the kingdom. Now, what happens when you're born again? You become righteous, the Bible says. And that's what you need to enter the kingdom. You need righteousness. Jesus said, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, religious teachers, yeah, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Your righteousness has to exceed that. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't have any righteousness of my own. None. Okay? So we must receive the righteousness of another. We can't use our own. Well, we haven't got any to use. That's the problem. So we need the righteousness of another. And not just anyone. We need the very righteousness of God. Okay? He who knew no sin was made to be sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Ah, I love it. Good one. Now, I'm going to stop here. Let me quickly recap. So, to enter the kingdom, you must be born again, and you must be righteous. Not just a little bit, completely righteous. Okay? So, that puts us in a bit of a predicament, because we can't become born again on our own. Okay? We can't bring about the new birth 
It's God's plan. It's God's will. It starts with him. And we need righteousness, which we don't have. We can't do any of this. We cannot enter the kingdom on our own. Impossible. Impossible. Okay? (laughs) So, how do we become born again? How do we receive righteousness? So then we can therefore enter the kingdom. Now, I know this sounds like a, a massive question, but it has a really simple and beautiful answer. It happens by faith. That's it. It happens by faith. Simple, beautiful, childlike faith. In fact, Jesus even said it, that whoever does not receive the kingdom, like a child, shall not enter it. He says it in Luke. You must receive it like a child, in simple faith. Now, that's what we're talking about now, faith. And that is what the intro was about. You know, story of Abraham. The Bible says that Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Righteousness by faith. The Bible says that the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. We start off in faith and we live by faith. John 3.16, everyone's favorite scripture, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son, that whosoever, what? Believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. It's about believing in him. It's about having faith. Now, what is faith? Everyone goes straight to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Do you know, for the longest time, I never really understood that scripture. I never understood it. And I always saw faith as this thing that I had to conjure up. And I had to work. I had to work up my faith. But I'm going to share something with you that is quite beautiful. Faith is rest. Did you know that? Faith is a rest in God. Faith is a beautiful thing. It's so tender. Yeah, it's so gentle. That's why it's like a child. You must be like a child. And we rest in God. We rest in him. You know, it makes me think of my son when he gets put to sleep at night. He just rests in my arms or rests in my wife's arms because she's putting him to sleep pretty much every night. But (laughs) we just rest in his arms. We're resting in his work. We're resting in what he's done because it was enough. It is still enough. It'll always be enough, his work. And so we can rest in it. You know, the book of Hebrews in chapter 4 speaks about entering the rest of God. It says in the previous chapter that people did not enter God's rest. The Israelites did not enter God's rest because of unbelief. But then, I love it, chapter 4, it says, For we who have believed do enter the rest. See the connection, belief and rest. If you're believing, you're not working. Some of you are trying so hard to work for righteousness, so hard to work to be born again. Stop it. Stop it. You cannot do it on your own. You cannot work to be born again. You cannot work to be righteous. Do you know what you can work to do? You can work to enter God's rest. It says in chapter 4, verse 11 of Hebrews, 
Let us be diligent. Let us labor to enter that rest. Oh, don't you love the backwardness of the Bible? I love it. It says to work to rest. Work to enter God's rest. So, faith is a rest. Okay? It's resting in the finished work of Christ. And by doing that and making it personal, and you say, do you know, I believe that the work that Christ finished on the cross, his death, his resurrection, he did it for me. I believe that because I needed it. We become born again. We become a new creation. So faith is rest. Another thing, faith, to me, faith is seeing what God sees. Faith is choosing to see what God sees. Not with your natural eyes, because faith, okay, is being sure of what we do not see. Okay, but we choose to believe and see with our eyes of faith what God is already seeing. We choose to see, believe, and live from God's reality instead of our own. It says it in the book of Hebrews, okay? It says it in the Passion Translation, speaking about Abraham, that his eyes of faith were set on a city with unshakable foundations, whose architect and builder is God himself. So he had eyes of faith. Now, we go back to the story that I shared with you at the beginning of this episode in Genesis 15, where God tells Abraham to look at the stars. I have been working all episode to get us to this point. Okay, so Genesis chapter 15, verse 5, God takes Abraham outside and he says, look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. God's funny, right? Then he said to him, so shall your descendants be. Beautiful, ready? Verse 6, Abraham believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. Okay, so he looks up at the stars and he believes God that he's going to have all these descendants as numerous as the stars. Okay, great. Fantastic. Is that the end of the story? No. We go to verse 12. As the sun was setting, did you catch that? As the sun was setting, Abram fell into a deep sleep. Now, hold on. This is verse 12, the sun setting. Verse 5 is where he's looking at the stars. That means he's looking at the stars before the sun set. Correct? It means that if the sun hasn't set yet, it's still daytime. Why does God ask him to look up at the stars in the middle of the day. I'll tell you why. We, we just think this, this story is that he looks up at the stars. Oh, there's so many stars. That's how many kids I'm going to have. Wow, thanks, God. No, it's so much more than that. He's looking up at the sky and seeing no stars. The same way he cannot see any one of his descendants, not even the first descendant. But the point is God can see the stars and God can see the descendants. And he chooses to believe what God sees rather than what he sees. He can't see the stars in the day the same way he can't see any one of his descendants. He can't even see his own son. He hasn't even had a son yet. But God can see it. And he says, do you know what, God? If you see it, I believe it. I don't need to see to believe. If you can see it, then I'll believe it. Oh, that is so powerful when we choose to believe what God sees rather than what we see. What about you? Are we believing what God sees? When God says something, when God sees something, do we believe that? Or do we need to see it with our physical eyes to believe God, to trust God? Or do we just say, do you know what, God? You're faithful. Yeah, You are faithful. I'm just going to trust in you. I'm just going to have faith in you. What you say, what you see, so be it. It is what it is. 
That's what we need. And that is faith. And that is how we enter the kingdom. (laughs) We believe that Christ died for us. We rest in his finished work. And when he says you are a new creation, you are born again, you are righteous, we say, God, we, I don't see it. I don't see my righteousness. I still feel the same. I still see the same person in the mirror. No, you are born again, he says. I say, do you know what, Lord? I believe you. If that's what you say about me, I believe you because you're faithful. Oh, believe his good news. Believe the good news. Rest, not work. It's the good news, not the good instructions. Did you catch? Listen to that again. It is the good news, not the good instructions. It is not instructions for you to carry out, to get busy. God has gotten busy. He has done the work. It is finished. His death is your beginning. Do you remember I said that? He creates a new beginning, episode number two, life and death. He calls us out of the tomb to a new beginning. Hallelujah. A new creation. (sighs) Guys, look, I think I've said enough. There's nothing I can add. There's nothing I can take away from the gospel. It's as good as it's ever going to be. I'm just going to trust that God has spoken what he wants to say. I'm just going to trust that that is enough. He is definitely enough and I'm trusting Holy Spirit, not my words, to really speak to your heart. Let's pray together as we close off. Dear God, I just thank you that your work is enough. Holy Spirit, I thank you that it is not by my words, Father, but it is by your word, the living word, that you speak to people by your Holy Spirit. I pray with all my heart that your message gets to people And that as they hear this message, it just grabs them and changes them for your glory. That your positive power, your positive, powerful grace seeks and finds them, Father. Father, these three episodes, the series on what is the gospel, I pray that your truth prospers and anything that was not your truth gets blocked out in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for every single person under the sound of my voice that you just do your will with them because you have good plans. Your ways are higher than any of our ways. Lord, we just pray that your will, your ways, your kingdom come in our life and on the earth. In Jesus' mighty name, we trust you. Amen. And that was the What is the Gospel series. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And do you know what? Sometimes I feel like I I don't want to miss out on adding something. I don't want to miss out on including a scripture or an idea. But you know what? We don't have to worry about that because we have plenty more episodes to come. Guys, we're in this for the long game. We can revisit these topics. You, go talk to God. This is just meant to whet your appetite, remember. Go talk to God about it. Talk to friends about it. Talk to me about it. Visit my Insta, my Facebook. Send me a message. Let's get the discussion going and we'll revisit it in 
a future podcast episode. Guys, as always, if you love what you're hearing in the Word Podcast, I would greatly appreciate you going to my Buy Me A Coffee page and becoming a supporter or a member for as little or as much as you would like. It's completely up to you. Guys, one more thing. Don't forget that we have launched on YouTube where we have all the episodes in a transcription format. Now, again, I had so much feedback for those. People loved them. There they are. They're all on YouTube. Guys, use them at your own leisure. You can use them for Bible studies. You can use them on Sunday mornings. It's completely up to you. Go check them out. The links are in the description below. Guys, thank you so much again for tuning in, not just for this episode, but all of them. I'm amazed at how fast this podcast is growing. And it's all because of... God. (laughs) You thought I was going to say you. It's all because of God, guys. It is. Anyway, guys, I'm going to leave you on that one. Be loved, be loved, and be blessed. God bless you. Bye-bye.